welcome to the Mark West Sports Podcast. I posted this on my storyline and you know certain shit yeah. like that. But, yeah, yeah. But we'll get started. This is the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's Wesley Pierre. And damn, we had to do two podcasts this week. You know, I just <laughs> I just missed the last one because you know you know people was 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 overzealous you know a little bit but it's all good it's all good but I I get to do I get to give my opinion on this crazy Brian Flores situation um obviously if you haven't heard you've been living under a rock because it's been the biggest sports story you know for the past week and it kind of just over um you know it's been over dramatized and it's it's overshadowed uh national signing day which is what i was busy you know working on on that went on that wednesday when the news broke so or it really was on tuesday night but it was all day that day so so yeah so brian flores comes out former miami dolphins coach comes out and says that the league is racist surprise the league is racist. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. The NL, who you know had had some questionable um, instances of race uh, situations before, says that the league is racist and they have racist hiring practices because that um, he found out through a text message with uh, Belichick that. <laughs> that uh, he wasn't basically getting the job with the Giants before he interviewed. Now, and then also with that, he also wanted to come out and say that the Miami Dolphins owner said that that he was paying him to... Was offering to pay him. Yeah, that he was offering to pay him $100,000 for each Dolphins loss which all is just very interesting. Uh, you got so much to really peel back from these two situations, you know? So the first one is like I just said, is the NFL racist? <laughs> which I laugh <laughs> because come on. I mean, there's been numerous instances where the league is racist, but this is an American game. You know what I'm saying? Just like all sports, well, not all sports, but sports that were started in America started with a tinge of racism behind it you know um you know you go with baseball they had a negro league and had to integrate them and then you know um hockey i mean hardly has any uh black players in it and then the nba i mean it took it took uh you know a different commissioner to really change the perception of what a a basketball player should look like on the court you know based on you know David Stern saying that they had to dress a certain way, that they couldn't really dress any way they wanted, with which I believe stems back from racism. So, to be you honest, got the dude from NASCAR as well, Bubba yeah. something. Yeah, the dude from NASCAR, the noose in the in the in the room. I mean, it doesn't get any more racist than that um, when it comes to sport. But anyways, like so, the the first thing that I thought when when I when I heard this, I was just like. Man, um, if if this is true, then 
Stephen Rush should be uh, the part about blowing the games or or willing to pay him to blow the games. That part should revoke his privileges as as um owner as an owner. Period. I mean, come on, because you got people that are paying a good hard money, season ticket holders. Uh, they they want to see a good product on the field, and if you're telling them that you know they were trying to basically um ruin the product for you then you know if they would have known that in the beginning they probably wouldn't have bought those season tickets <laughs> you know or boxes or you know have all those tailgates uh, maybe they still had tailgates because you know people just like to party anyways but um so you got that issue but to go back to the racist issue with brian uh, flores to me he's just another kaepernick part two <laughs> and you know to Wes I mean that means he needs to continue to fight the fight even though he basically sacrificed his job but uh, he said he's uh, going to continue even even he's he said he's not going to settle so you know he said we'll he, he knew this was going to be one of those type of battles so you know like you said we'll see but I mean we'll see if he'll continue with that but I'm don't your sure don't your parents that. tell you when you start something you finish it I mean, yeah. you know, especially after this, like Kaepernick was not long too long ago. Kaepernick happened like maybe like two, three years ago. He got blackballed. So y'all already know what time it is. Three years ago, but um, but yeah, well, like for real? damn, it seemed like yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. it should be fresh in Brian Flores' mind. He should already know, like, yo, they blackballed this dude for you know something that even had nothing to do with the NFL. You know, it was police brutality, and they blackballed him. So what you think gonna happen if? If I do this, so yeah, he had to. Know he's gonna have to fight the fight, especially when you put in quotes of Martin Luther King and 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 other civil um rights activists in your complaint to the NFL. I mean, like, come on, you know what time it is. And then he gonna go ahead and make it come out um with these allegations when the first day of Black History Month. Come on, man. <laughs> like you, like, come on, man. It, it it was calculated. You already know what time it is, man. Um. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But um, but yeah, but he's got to have to continue to do that. And I don't see him doing it, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> because, because you you I mean, the next step for you, the next logical step for Brian Flores is to coach an HBCU at this point. That's the yeah, logical that's... step. You know what I'm saying? You don't think Congress because, don't do anything? Because Congress well, do a thing about what? It has it has a lot to do with betting and stuff like that. I'm hearing today, you know, yesterday I didn't hear that they was like they could charge him for racketeering. They could char char um um charge um um Stephen Ross for a whole lot of federal yeah, crimes. You feel what I'm saying? So be like a civil lawsuit. I don't think it's gonna be. There's no criminal thing involved. You know, I don't. That, think that's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. Criminal criminal racketeering and all type of shit like that. So. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, but I know what I heard on the radio and I know what I heard on ESPN today with those legal teams coming on TV and saying he could get charged with this, so that, hard and to prove. It's going to be so hard to prove. It's, I mean, it's, it's basically the reason why, like, Kaepernick should be in the league right now, but he's clearly being blackballed. But, like, he's not getting no repercussions from that. He's not getting no, I mean, he's not getting no 30 acres in a mule for that. You know what I'm saying? So that's not going to happen. And I feel like this is exactly what's going to happen to Brian Flores. And if you want to fall on the sword for this, I mean, I get it. I understand. 
but you just started in the coaching game. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he's he been a coach for 18 years. 18 he years, I hear. Yeah, but as a head coach, this was his first head coaching job. Everybody you know got to get a start sometime, man. Come on, man. I you mean, I get that. that, but, like, he could have made – I mean, if that was me and if I felt that way, and I would can, I would just get hired again because he was going to get hired again. And then come out, come out with a documentary like in five years. No, nah, but I feel <laughs> you. Know you I feel you. I would have done the same thing. But I think the reason why, like I said in the last podcast, um, I think that he did that because when they fired him, they was like, yo, um, he can't get along with people and certain things like that, which is probably true because in our previous podcast, I'm like, he done fired like two, three, uh, um, three, four offensive coordinators, O-line coaches, certain things like that. So he can't get along with certain people. Jim Caldwell miraculously got sick and had to get away from the team and never came back. They say he was going to come back. He never came back. And, you know, it's just certain things like that. So it may be some validity when it comes to, oh, he can't get along with people. But for you to fire him and then go ahead and say stuff like this, then he probably felt some type of way. It's our, like I said in the podcast, he's our, it's already hard to be an African-American in the league that's a head coach. There's only one. So if we putting on this negative energy and negative light on me, what's the likelihood of him going ahead and being a head coach again? It's not probably going to happen. It's, so he, it's, that's it's the reason right. why he came out with that, with that. Because if they ain't say nothing, he probably would have did what you said exactly. Let's wait a few years, come out with a documentary, blah, 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 make another yeah. check behind that. But because right. he felt like they threw dirt in his face, you fired me, which I understand. Yo, Marcus, you, you Stephen Ross, you tell me to lose games. You, If I don't lose the games, what you think you should do? Fire my ass, you feel me? Because you paying me, you know what right. I'm saying? So, hey, it is what it is. I really still do feel like he got something under his belt, man, because like, like you said, I mean, Look, he's going to have to fight the fight. And how are you going to fight the fight if you don't got evidence? I think he got evidence. They say that he got text messages, he got emails, and he got multiple people that actually heard it. Now, I heard um this morning, um Stephen Ross said he said it as a joke. You see how you see how it's unraveling right I mean, now? That, I mean, that's I mean, that's the same thing that Trump said too when he said to put like uh like uh, sanitizer down your throat. You know what I'm saying? Well, how you when people s- call you out on this shit, you, you just be like, oh, I just said it as a joke. I didn't but you really had to be it. a dumbass to think that it was true. Like, it, I'm, I'm something like that. When it comes to this what he right told here, Brian Flores. That's nah, probably what but, told Brian Flores. Like, oh, you must be a dumbass if you think that it was true. <laughs> nah, you know what, what I said in the last podcast, us as black people, we go through certain things that other people don't go through. And when it comes to the coaching family as black people, I'm not talking about um, coaches in the NFL, white and black. I'm just talking about the black circle, the Hugh Jacksons, the um, Jim Caldwells, the, 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 you feel me, the Lovey Smiths, um, those coaches. We probably been talking about certain things that we ain't going to talk to our other colleagues about, about how we get treated, about this and the other. Hey, yo, I play for the Cleveland, I'm the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, uh, um, Hugh Jackson, and, and, and the owner, um, Jimmy Haslett, um, say, oh, um, I'll pay you to lose games in 2016. You feel me? To get the first round pick, and who who that first round pick was was Baker Mayfield. And then what did they have? Um, what they um, what did they do to him? They fired him after all that time. Cleveland, they always had a good defense. They, I, I never knew why they didn't win, but now you understand why. Because the um, Cleveland used to always give Pittsburgh um Steelers fits, even though the 
the the record didn't match the play on the field because the play on the field like they were serious you feel me it's just they wind up losing now you see why and that same head coach said that the owner told him the same exact thing lose games and i'll break you off and somebody on his team even said they got the receipts as well they said this person got paid this guy per um this person got paid they putting names behind the allegations you feel what i'm saying so again yeah. If we as a black is if we as a black as a black um society as head coaches are in the league, you don't think Hugh Jackson told Lovey Smith. You don't think Lovey Smith told you know the, the black circle like this is how it's going down. You feel what I'm saying? They tried me, they made me lose the game, and then they fired me when I thought I was finally gonna get a good or a good um quarterback to to make us win now. Nah, nah, we gotta give it to this white dude. The same thing that they did with Golden State Warriors with Mark Jackson. Oh, nah, you can't win the finals. We're going to give it to Steve Kerr. You feel what I'm saying? Even though I'm the one that built this, even though I'm the one that did everything. Same thing when they did with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 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 what's his name? The, 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 um, the, the linebacker coach that used to play, uh, um, coach the um, San Francisco 49ers. That was before they fired him and got Jim Harbaugh. You remember that defense and, and that office that they had? As soon as they fired him, they brought uh, um, Jim Harbaugh. And Jim Harbaugh next year went to the Super Bowl or went close to the Super Bowl, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So, again, this is something that they that I feel like they've been um, building and molding for the longest. Hey, we're going to let the black dude fall on the um, sword, get all these um, draft picks, be garbage, and as soon as we feel like we're going to start winning. Let's go ahead and fire him, put a white man be, uh, um, as the head coach or leading that 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 team, and he's going to get all the accolades. And everybody going to remember that black head coach for somebody that losing. But how you got these first-round picks? Because of me. You know what I'm saying? How do you get in position to win? Because of me. That's something that I feel like, yo, um, Brian Flores, like, yo, Hugh Jackson, I hollered at me and other the other black circles. And we already know what you're trying to do to me. You're trying to make me lose. So who you could bring? Jim Harbaugh, your homeboy, the one that 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 you've been um hollering at because you paid um about 430 donated 430 million to to a University of Michigan. You don't think that they be hollering at each other? Come on, man. He would have gone fall on a sword, and then they would have brought some another face in that was not black, and he would have took the Miami Dolphins to another level. Ed. Brian Flores like, nah, y'all not going to play me like no sucker. It ain't working. That's what I feel. I mean, uh, let's hope it's true. Let's hope they could prove that it's true. Because if they don't prove it's true, he looks foolish. He of looks course. like somebody. He looks like somebody who's trying to get attention. You know what I'm saying? He looks like somebody yeah, who, that's what they who do, just sacrificed though. his whole career uh, for, for nothing. For nothing. You... Just like Kaepernick. Kaepernick did the same thing. Basically sacrificed his whole career for nothing. Mark. And because he couldn't really prove anything. Now I want you to see. So let, let me just keep. No, going I'm gonna ask you saying. Like I'm gonna ask you saying. Like if 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 it's true, what do we say? Because at the end of the day, they normally make some 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 people that tell the truth. They make them look crazy. You know what I'm saying? But what about if? Like you said, he's gonna have to prove this. What about if he's telling the truth and the proof is there in the what pudding? If he's like, not. what if he's not? What if they can't prove it? I mean, you just said oh, he, he's you see, no he's reason. crazy. Like, like you, you said, doing, you're doing a hypothetical, but like, of course, like 
if, if it happens, great. Just like I said, when I started, but, and if you could prove it, great. But if you can't, like he looks foolish and, and in the eyes of America and the eyes of middle America and the eyes of, you know, anybody who, who, who thought that he was just doing this for, for just, you know, publicity or to, for him to get that HBCU check, then it's, it is what it is, you know, because at the same time, like I said, he just Kaepernick part two. But if he can somehow prove something, then he'll be, you know, it'll be lifted up until some some other light where he on on the first day of Black History Month, he may be honored and that will always be remembered. Like, oh, this is the day that things change and we don't have one uh, coach that's black in the NFL, which is ridiculous, because to me, that proves in itself that that the NFL is racist, because it makes no sense that. You got a league that is basically 90% black as far as the players concerned. And most of the coaches, oh, oh, what do they do? They hire the, the coaches who used to be players or who have been very close to the game. And most of those players, most of those coaches are black. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you got you got coaches that like like Byron Leftwich that that been in the game and Eric Bieniemy. Um, and all these other all these other coaches that deserve a job over, let's say, a Cade McCown, who was coaching what high school before, you know, like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of instances where they uh, Matt Nagy, uh, that dude Matt Nagy, I don't think really had uh, the the resume uh, as an Eric B. Enemy. you know that that's an, that's another clear clear indication that the NFL is racist it because just because of the sheer numbers of everything what 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 Eric doesn't really make any sense it's just like 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 high school down here right most of the coaches are are black you know what I'm saying (laughs) most of them you know maybe you know that there's a couple here and there uh that, that are not black but the majority just like the majority of the sport is gonna be black and that not to be reflected not down here. They don't get paid down here in Florida. That's what I'm saying. That's why they they do get paid. Georgia, they get paid big money. Texas, they get paid big money. Um, But Florida is not like that, unfortunately. Like, they're not like a bunch of things. But but anyways, um, so, so yeah, I mean, Flores, I hope you can prove that this is true. But people are always going to question, okay, so why come out at this time? with this you know what i'm saying why come out at this time because you feel insulty because you just not getting hired you know because they do dirt in his you face know, because you know because you you know uh you you was coaching for for an owner that told you to lose and then ended, ended up firing i understand you being mad about that and i hope you are able to prove that that was true because that's going to change the whole landscape of the nfl but I just hope he doesn't, you know, see, the thing is, all you need is a white coach to say, oh, yeah, they did that to me, too. Once that happens, <laughs> once that happens, oh, oh. I didn't changes think about that. the entire game, kids. Yeah. It changes the entire game. Like, Adam, right, Adam Gates, right if Adam Gates comes out and says, yo, um, yeah, he told me to do the same thing. Mm. They're like, oh, but he's white. 
you know, like, so there isn't no race involved. Yeah, he's a scumbag for saying that. And yeah, he should still lose his ownership privileges for an NFL team. But like the whole racist thing, can, he's not, to me, to me, like I just said, because of sheer numbers, you're being racist. There, there's no reason that there should be only one black head coach in the NFL of 32 teams. It, exactly. it surely doesn't make sense. But if a white coach comes comes out and says, yeah, that happened to me too. Yeah, that happened to me too. Then it totally kind of changes the game. So that's why I was happy with Hugh Jackson when he came out and said something, because then it means like, okay, someone else, this happened to someone else too. You know, like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you. And if it's three times, if, if another, another coach comes out and says, yeah, that happened and no white coaches come out and say that, then then the NFL is going to be going under. I mean, I don't, but the thing is, it's like, who's going to put the NFL under? <laughs> you Nobody. Know I like, mean, exactly. the Rock bought, bought the XFL. Maybe that probably come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, me? the USFL is coming back. XFL is coming back. And I think that's um, being run by the Rock now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The XFL. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that has potential to jump off. That's another place Brian Flores could, 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 could make some headway too. Right now, if, if they if he cannot prove that this is happening, he will never coach in the NFL again, especially not. See, but he coach. probably don't anyway, because yo, like suppose me and you having a personal conversation through text, and 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 and, and now I know that your ass gonna go ahead and put this out in the public because now me and you don't F with each other. You feel me? You gonna you don't say that text message five years ago, you feel me? To use it on me later on. You already think it's cynical. Why would I trust you now? You feel me? If I'm one of these other organizations, I'm like, hell nah. This dude, you feel me? You 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 have certain co um, um coaches, they fall on the sword because I'm gonna go ahead and pay you. I'm gonna pay you. Hey, you're gonna be good, man. You're gonna be set. You feel me? Don't worry about it. I'm a billionaire. I got a way to buy you the bread. You feel what I'm saying? But like, yo. At the end of the day, this is how it's been working. You know, like I said, um, when it ultimately comes down to it, when the, when it comes to racism, I don't think he's suing the Dolphins for racism because we're one of the most diverse. You know, we had a lady doing something high in, in the Dolphins. Um, Donna Ponte, you feel me? Our general manager, he's black, even though I think he's square, but he's black, you feel what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and certain <laughs> things like that, you feel what I'm saying? Um, but again, I think I think really ultimately ain't nothing gonna change because 32 teams, you don't got no black owners. And at the end of the day, if I'm an owner selling a team or if I'm dying, my kids gonna have that team and their kids gonna have that team. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. Why would we sell this? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't see it disappearing anytime soon. I don't even, I may not even like football, but I like money. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. come on, man. Steven Ross barely be at the stadium because he's making buku somewhere else. But ultimately, even if they force him to sell the team, the, the only way that it'll change if they force him to sell to a black person. You feel me? You can't sell it to a white person even though he want to buy it. You yeah, got to yeah. sell it to a black person. You feel me? And like I said in, in the last podcast, Hey yo, you got certain people. Jared Jeter, he didn't he didn't buy the team by himself. He done hollered at Marcus. He done hollered at Wes. He done holler at Chris. <laughs> we done got our bread together, and then we done bought the Marlins. That's the same thing he need to go ahead and do. You feel me? Or black um individuals like Pete Diddy, Jay Z, and all these other individuals, Dr. Dre. Yeah, you a billionaire, Dr. Dre. You could put a little bit more. You feel me? You you, you get more of a, a cut when it comes to the payday. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yo, throw that bread in there. Ain't you the first? 
Rapper that was a billionaire, let's see this bread. Put like five hundred of that thing up. You feel me, Jay Z? You a billionaire too? Oh, you and you and um Beyonce, Beyonce. You feel me? Y'all can go ahead and put y'all bread together and be the first people that buy the Miami Dolphins. I won't mind. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, because I won't ever, ever since Stevie Ross bought the team in 2008, man, we've been looking like Dukes, man. Right. We've been, you feel <laughs> me? Like, come on, man, Bully Gate. Come on, yeah, man. not this shit. Oh. So the other thing too, man, is that I love sports. Everybody, I mean, that's pretty much known. You know, I love sports, I love football, especially. Um, but the NFL, I feel like I'm always gonna have my doubts now. I've al- I was already kind of doubting it because what Spygate, because what uh Playgate. you know, because <laughs> you know, because of you know, just all kinds of controversy that goes on. You're like the evil Ooh. empire. I have my doubts. And then even, you know, with the last podcast, I was like, hmm, two, two teams from California, you know what I'm saying? And then the Super Bowl's in California. Hmm. That's Tampa Bay win in. the Super Bowl in Tampa? And, <laughs> and the halftime show got who? Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Like, why does this feels like this is something that was, you know, fixed? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and if you start talking about, oh, I want I want you to lose games then I'm gonna be like I'm never never gonna really believe it you know what I'm saying I'm never going to be like 100% oh this is exactly what happened because it is there's always gonna be you know like you know on this sports podcast I'm more like the conventional person or I'm more kind of like the uh the facts driven guy but Wes he's more the controversial guy he's more the yep. conspiracy theorist guy and it's not conspiracy like, theory conspiracy it'd be the truth <laughs> guy Marcus conspiracy Marcus is always going to be coming out now because like because of shit like this especially if, <laughs> if if this um you know proves to be true I'm just like oh man this Look, is man, Marcus Marcus on, Marcus man. Mike like, Donahue I'm gonna doubt any black coach now like oh you they losing the game because they wanted fire. You know, what Mike saying? Donahue. Like, you don't remember it. Mike Donahue from from the NBA when he when he came out with the documentary how he's the referee and he's rigging games. Like, come on, man, it's been yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? And gambling is 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 even legal. bigger now. It's even bigger now. It's getting legal in a whole bunch of states. Sports oh, gambling lose is now. becoming bigger and bigger. You You're see gambling lose now. on TV. You see the lines on TV, the over unders on on the TV on the ticker now. You know what I'm saying? So just just for anybody to to be like, oh, they they getting some points. Let me roll with this team. So uh, the integrity of the game to me, the so called shield and all of that. Hold you on, know, Mark, it's like yeah, I'm Mark. still gonna root for my teams. I'm gonna yeah, put I'm some more in your your speed, more but the antennas for you. Especially if something happens to my team, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, nah, it's trash. It's Marcus, bad. then you so then you put me on sick. point. Then you put me on point and say you you told on oh, well because I don't I don't I don't really bet I don't bet you feel me I only bet like my friends you feel me like I'm gonna win you gonna win I don't you know when it comes to that spread and all that now nah, I ain't on that you feel me but again you the one that told me and you can um bet on if if Odell Beckham score first or if it's a field yeah. goal first or if, you feel me now yeah. look at look you you seen the NFL lately teams up by twenty one points and you able to come back. You know how much people put bread on that on that team to win? You feel me? Like, come yeah. on, you know how many people lost money? You know what I'm yeah, saying? So sure. again, going back to what you said, them question marks is gonna just be dashing all in your brain. You feel me? Just like mine. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, everything don't seem what it is. Like, if you up 21, 
game's over. Everybody know what time it is. You're like, you're not going to come back and miraculously now you got a dark cloud over your team and y'all losing and y'all don't know how to call timeout and, and, and regroup or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want you to make no sense for me. Ultimately, yeah. they want the people that want to win. I mean, Peyton Manning, he retired winning. Tom Brady, they wanted him to do that last year. They was trying to have him do it again this year. Yeah. You feel know I me? Mean? But some fluke shit don't wind up happening. But again, all you can think about is all of that. Question marks everywhere. Question marks everywhere. So, but um, going back to what you were saying, like um, Ryan Flores, um, 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 like he should be shocked. You know, he shouldn't be shocked that he got fired because Marcus, if you're the owner, like I said, man, you tell me that I got to lose the damn games and I'm not doing what you're telling me to do. You write my text. What you <laughs> need to do as the owner, Marcus? Nothing. Fine coach. <laughs> hey, come on, man. It's just plain and simple, man. Fine you know, coach. but. Yeah, hey, just... hey, that's a really good point because I wanted to talk about this scenario or this way to look at it. Mm. What if he did that shit, right? What if he, likes lost games, right? Because right now the timing of it is is really um you know coincidental that he lost the in the number, beginning the number one pick right that's that we would have got would be joe burrow he's in the super bowl Where, where's Jer joe burrow going <laughs> the super bowl. he's going to the super bowl so it's it's saying if steven ross was telling him hey I want you to lose games so we can get the number one draft pick and he doesn't do it and look where we are and look where the Bengals are. I mean, come on. Like, like, See, I, but what if he was just like, Hey, if he wasn't going to fire, if he I, lost the games, if he lost the games, and he was like, he did. I can guarantee you that you will keep your job. If you will lose your, lose these games and we get the number one traffic. If we he, don't, and I give you a couple of years and nothing happens, which, you know, you got a couple of years, you got two years with Tua and clearly Joe Burrow better than Tua. Well, I mean, you can agree with me on that. Oh, and of course. On. So like Brand. his logic, if it's true, was probably kind of right. You know, that's what I mean? why I'm saying fire his ass. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, come it, on, man. Kind of right. Like, come He's on. supposed man. to be like, in the I Super Bowl right now. Yeah, I told you to do some, and I'm seeing the evidence right before my eyes. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Joe Burrow is literally in the Super Bowl after tearing up his knee last season. You know what I'm saying? He played like six games and was great, lost games anyway, because they, they, uh, defense is trash. And I do want to point out too, Wes, that that offensive line of Cincinnati is also trash. And he was still able to do something with that team. He was sacked. I don't know how he was the most sacked quarterback in the league. So, so I mean, yeah, but he got I, a number, he got a receiver that's doing his thing, man. You feel me? I like Mar Chase, I think is probably as good as a Jalen Waddle. Um, the other receivers bigger. I mean, the other receivers, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would say maybe Floyd is, I mean, he's on the uh, kind of same level as uh, as Devonte Parker, but Gusecki is definitely a better tight end of what, what they got. So I mean, you win that battle. Like you don't need to explain no more. Like <laughs> come on, man, you won I'm that battle. Saying. You know, yeah, but, like, <laughs> but all all I wanted to say that is like, damn, what if he would have just listened? You know what I'm saying? If he would have just listened, 
you you're in this compromising position like where like i don't want to be this guy to lose games because i'm the head of a team of 53 men no and some and 52 and 53 might not be here anymore if they lose games or you're not thinking about the evil empire my friend you're not thinking about the evil empire where the hell did this guy come from he came from the evil empire marcus you yeah, don't think I that Bill Belichick sent them over here to sabotage our ass? <laughs> like, come on, man. Sabotage our ass, man. Like, yeah, how you gonna hire somebody grand. from the evil empire? Like, everybody that come to the Dolphins or play for the Dolphins, where do they go? To the evil empire. You feel right. me? Like, come and on, man. Program like a stormtrooper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what happens to them. But like, yeah, what I mean, yeah, we was dealing with a stormtrooper. Flores is a stormtrooper, and he's like, yo, I don't care what you're gonna tell me. I'm all about winning games, it's all about doing doing your job and everybody fighting hard to the end. And what what does that get us? Same middle of the road, Miami Dolphins. That's and idiots. even more dysfunctional than ever. Not more dysfunctional probably than the Texans right now because every couple of years it's some it's some kind of controversy, you know. Every couple of years it's something. It was the dude, you know, with, with the cocaine and the and and the and the stripper or or the or the escort or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it was the bull and then it was bully gate. Remember with, with uh incognito, you know, saying every couple of years it's some kind of you know controversy going on and we looking dysfunctional, and now this one takes the cake. So, Some people say we curse. Some people say the stadium is built on on Indian cemetery grounds. You feel me? <laughs> it may be the spirits over here making sure that the dolphins do not go nowhere. You feel me? Stay having hey. the fans soak in tears. You feel me? That's actually like, true. Uh, it's, I, I wouldn't doubt it because I've heard I've read stories on um, history about Seminoles and what they used to do to the Seminole Indians. You know, they basically, you know, like everything else, they came here, you know, they either killed you off or they shipped you to a reservation in the mid, mid, uh, Midwest. You know what I'm saying? That's what they did to the, to, to the American Indians. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if we cursed in, in some kind of way. Washington, the Washington football team, now Commanders, which is the dumbest name in the dumbest. world. They should have kept it the football team. <laughs> You know, they should have just kept football team or at least do something with a R, you know what I'm saying? Like I heard renegades, I would I would have been okay with that. Or that sounds too too um arena league for me. They should have just called it Washington football team. It got a ring to it. You know, yeah, I didn't like I it mean, in the beginning, the but one and you're Washington, you're the capital of the there you country, go. So it doesn't really, you know, you're the football team, whatever it is. And that's how they name teams in soccer anyway. A bunch of them. There's soccer team or soccer club. But but anyways, um, yeah, uh, I just wanted to say that they have um, I saw this I saw this post that they they're like right on an Indian reservation or something like that. that the stadium was built on there and they say that, you know, um, on that field, you had Alex Smith had a had a crazy injury. Yeah. Joe Theismann had a crazy injury. Um, I think Joe Burrow actually got hurt in an away game. So they saying like it, it's it's the spirits coming up and grabbing them <laughs> from from the ground to injure them. Hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess they like with the Dolphins franchise right now. Somebody I mean, terrorizing us. Some kind the one, of person they put on us. Who was the, the one that came and colonized the Caucasian? Curse. So that's the ones that's getting injured. <laughs> they're the ones that colonized, so they're probably the ones that's getting injured <laughs> from yeah. the evil spirits. But yeah. hey, um, crazy, crazy things for the you, Dolphins, man. I tell you, um, what 
will tell us who's telling the truth mm. is, is if Stephen Ross resigns in like the next couple of weeks. If he resigns in the next couple of weeks, we already got that truth right there. He can't <laughs> resign. He's the owner. He has to sell. Well, or sell the team, <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like sell the team. If, if he says, you know, team is for sale or he worked out a deal to transfer the team to someone else, um, as long as they don't take it away from the city, because some owners do that, <laughs> um, then I'm cool with that. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see if that, that news comes out. I'm sure there's going to be more to come about it. Um, but that's pretty much what I, what I wanted to say about this topic, man. It's all good. Um, it's an interesting topic. And, you know, I'm We're going to be talking about it every, all the time anyway, because there's new stories that come out every damn day. You feel I me? Mean? So, yeah, you're going to you're going to get a part two, three, four, five, six from this this damn podcast behind Brian Flores. Right. Right. It's like the Deshaun Watson situation from last year. We did like four four five podcasts with Deshaun Watson. Hey. When I had Chris asked Chris before, I was like, damn, how do you feel about him? Do you think he a snitch or do you think that he's brave and courageous? <laughs> Something like that. You know what I mean? Who? Uh, Brian Flores. Flores. You know what I mean? Even if he's telling the truth still, would you still consider him a, a, a snitch? You know what I mean? Um, or somebody courageous, you know, want to um, help the black community and. That's how I'm going to look at it. That's how I'm going to look at it because, you know, he could have easily been quiet. You know, like I said, he could have easily just got his next contract and, you know, just spoke about it later and got a documentary. I know he knows that. I don't think he's stupid. So he, he's still he going to have a documentary, that. man. You take that. Yeah, of that, course. That that way, have that. Like, you could have had, had one more contract at least, bro. De- definitely. Because a lot of, I'm sure one team, because there's still a lot of, a lot of jobs out there. I think, uh, I believe the, they say he's a finalist for the um Texans, so yeah, I, I could see him absolutely playing um coaching the Texans. I mean, I could totally see that. So, but he's not gonna get that now. He's not gonna get that now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm gonna look at him as courageous and you know having that bravery to do that. Um, I don't think it's you know once you leave a job, I mean. Do you really have loyalty to the job? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like once you like, they put him in the office. Yeah, if you leave a job, West, like, or if you fired, or you know, if you quit, like, do you have loyalty to that to those people? Yeah, no, nah, you tripping. It's over. I mean, I mean, at the same time, they did hire you before. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't renew your contract. But it was a setup anyway. So like, no, absolutely not. There's no reason to have loyalty, especially in his situation. You know, there's no reason to have loyalty. If you if he truly believes that that is true and it comes out as truth, there's no reason for loyalty at all. Hey, I feel you. I mean, same way. I mean, I, I would have told that job, kick rocks. Anything that I can do to bring you that, well, that's going to be green. But I'm just not going to praise you up. <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep it real about you. They ask me about you. I'm going to tell you all the, all the um, negative things that happened to me, you know, just because there ain't no loyalty no more. But, hey, it is what it is. We'll figure it out. They'll figure it out in the courts and hey, we'll see what to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh just last thing, since you know, I did uh go through basically a national signing day. You might as well talk to Hurricanes a little bit. I see you got Mario Cristobal in the back. Um, mm-hmm. I got a question to him in the press conference for the first time. Really got got a, to experience him as a person. And I see why these kids want to run through a wall for him because uh he makes you believe what he's saying, you know. Um and he's gen- he feels genuine, you know, and it the fact that you're from the crib and 
went to high school and you played here, it, it makes it easier for me to believe in what you're saying. So I'm sure that's what these kids feel because for you to flip uh, a player from Alabama, uh, a player from LSU, you know, these are teams that won championships in these last three years. So for you to flip players like that to come to the U last minute, technically, within the last month or two, and that says a lot about you uh, as a recruiter and and what what you can be as a head coach uh, for this team. So, so yeah, I, I think uh, the the way that they closed on those last four players on signing day were, mm-hmm. is clutch to get a running back from Louisiana out of nowhere, a four star, you know, and to get a big a big like nose tackle in Anes Cooper also could play guard, so he's kind of interchangeable um is huge and to get you know um McCarthy um yeah, McCoy called? Matthew McCoy mm-hmm. um is just uh you know you need offensive line you need to start there in the trenches you don't want to have a trash out you got the quarterback you got the skill position players you just need O-line and you know and you need some so some big guys in the middle and that's what that's what he addressed and so I like to see that you get in a couple transfers. Uh, you got the receiver from South Dade High School who was, was at Clemson, who some people thought he was a five star when he played down here. So he gets to come here and add to that receiving core that we already have. Uh, we already stocked that DB or, or defensive back you know, or, or safety and cornerback. I mean, like you, you got some players that, that could really play back there with the Williams boys. I guess we could start calling them. <laughs> Um, and, William brothers. <laughs> yeah, the William brothers, you know, Vontae and James Williams. I mean, you know, those two are dogs and they're young puppies. Uh, they're only going to get better. Um, you hope you just get the maximum out of there because two more years and they're, they're going to be out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Only if they're good, man. We had the super seniors over here staying around for five, you know, six years because there was trash. You know, you you speaking hopeful two, three years, that mean that they're going to be doing their thing. I mean, come on. Right. But quick question. Yeah. What question did you ask Mario Cristobal? You said that he was the, you you asked him a question for the first time. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, what yeah, was yeah. the question that you asked him? I asked him uh, what position groups were the most that you wanted to address, basically. Like, uh, coming into, as a coach, what were the position groups that you felt had the greatest need? That's exactly what I said. What, what okay. did you feel had the greatest need? And um, and what was the most challenging about the process of trying to recruit these players in such a short amount of time, two months? So I uh, asked him two questions and then he answered the first one, but he forgot my first question. So I had to repeat the question for him. Um, but yeah, um, he was to answer what to tell you what he said. He was saying that linebacker, it was the greatest need, you know, um, yep. so which I obviously knew, and I just kind of want to hit the same. That's what we do. You know, we already know the answer that we want. We just want you to say it so I could write it so I could put it in my story. Um, so, yeah. So, so yeah. So he said linebackers, the greatest need and in the trenches. And he addressed that as far as in the trenches, but as far as linebackers, we still thin, bro. We yeah. still really thin at linebacker. Yeah. Wesley's the same thing there, but you know, he's still a young pup, you know what I'm saying? Um, Avery Huff, not, I don't know if he's going to be the guy. Sam Brooks has been hurt a lot, you know, has, hasn't really played a lot. Um, I mean, you, you got some other guys that can kind of step in, but 
I don't know if if they're gonna if they are of elite quality, and but I, I do feel like every other position group could get up to elite quality at this point, you know, and, okay. and that include and that includes the O line, you know, because uh, some of these guys that he's got coming in, he's an offensive, he's a former offensive lineman. I think that is going to continue. And um, Ahmad Moten, a uh, player that I mentioned, I'm glad I mentioned the last podcast. I was like, yeah, Miami has a chance to get Ahmad Moten. And then boom, we get Ahmad Moten from Cardinal Gibbons High School in Fort Lauderdale. So another great player. I've seen him plenty of games and he he takes up bodies. You know, you need a double team uh, for him. So he was always uh, taking up bodies and then, you know, other players would, would be making a play. He's a D tackle, you know, it's not like you make a lot of plays, but you take up a lot of space, obviously. Hey. And he's the, he's that type of guy. And we need a guy like that because I mean. To help the linebackers. What's that? To help the linebackers. You feel right, me? Like exactly. clog up the middle, you know, give the linebackers some time to, you know, kind of see what's going on. And then you go ahead and make a tackle unless you just blitzing. But that's what we need because I mean, Dolphins and the University of Miami, like people be running all over us. So if he could address that, then that's what it is. You go ahead and and, and put him with Leonard Taylor from last year. You know, and he was doing his thing. You know, you, you got Silvera that transferred. Obviously, he know something is brewing in the University of Miami where he got to go ahead and leave because I thought Silvera was actually a decent player for the University of Miami. Why not stay with the new regime and, and, and look better for him to actually transfer? That mean that he already knew that um, his time was really up in Miami and he probably would have lost his spot, even though he was a senior and, you know, he did what yeah. he had to do to go to the NFL. So I think that we're, 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 we're kind of decent, but Hey, it'll yeah. help out the linebackers. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. For sure. So, so yeah, I mean, I thought Silvera had a chance to to stay for his for one more year and really, you know, add to that line, but it is what it is. Leonard Taylor, we already know, is going to be that guy for a nice couple of years. And, you know, if he keeps on the track that he's going, he's going to be an NFL draft pick. Uh, just like James Williams, I believe, would be an NFL draft pick. Cameron Kitchens, if it depends, um, could be as well. And um, Avante Williams as well. Um, I feel like those guys could be definitely on their way to being an NFL draft pick, along with our boy, Tyler Van Dyke. Maybe <laughs> going to be the guy. I heard he could be a number uh, uh, first rounder, you know, I heard he could possibly be a first round draft pick. I mean, when's the last time we had a first round draft pick, a quarterback? I, I don't know, but his ass reminds me of remember. Joe Burrow. He reminds me of Joe Burrow. I'm sorry. It's his whole swag. Think, you feel me? I think the last quarterback to be drafted that high was um, Benny Testaverde. You know, I feel like he's the last one. And, and that was 89, I believe. You know, I could I could be wrong, but I know there was nobody in the 90s or 2000s for sure. <laughs> um, so so, yeah, so that's how that's the the how big Tyler Van Dyke will could and I think will be, you know, as long as he can stay healthy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the future future of the Hurricanes looks looks really great. I do have to say, yeah, we missed out on Shamar Stewart, uh, the five star. Out of out of pace, um, we missed out on him. I did get get a chance to to speak to him right after his signing to Texas A and M, who has the best class. I don't know what's going on over there, what they're feeding them or what what they paying them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's Jimbo, have, man. 
for you to have as many five stars as you have and you to have way more than Alabama and a Georgia. Jimbo Fisher used to be the coach of Florida State, uh, that team that won a championship with Jameis Winston and Dalvin Cook and them boys. Um, or may, might not have been Dalvin Cook. I think it was Devontae Freeman. But both from the crib anyway, both from Miami Central. Central. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, that's the that, – and, and it's interesting. We play Texas A&M this, this season. We go to Texas A&M and play them. So that's going to be interesting if we – the next two, uh, you know, teams of the future. Um, I do want to say that Miami Hurricanes out-recruited any other team in the state of Florida. We, better, we, we out-recruited Florida, Florida State, UCF. Uh, so – that that is promising in its own, especially for a coach that just got here. You know what I'm saying? Wait until he gets like a full cycle, you know, because the cycle really starts right now during seven on season, seven on seven season, the camp season. You know, you get well, a whole breaking news. A whole, <laughs> a whole cycle. You know what I'm saying? Well, once uh once he has that whole cycle, it's come on, man. The, he literally grabbed. He grabbed the offensive lineman from Oregon out of nowhere, who who obviously huge. Yeah. Um, you seen him? You didn't see well, the post no. I put on Instagram? Oh my yeah, god, yeah. I think he lit bit um five plates. Was it five or six plates? Like, <laughs> yo, I'm like yeah. tripping. I think he I think he's originally from might have been from Washington. I'm not sure. But um, but yeah, he uh, a player that used to play for USC transfer. And um and you know, just the the running back, Trevante, Trevante Citizen, Jaleel Skinner, um, tight end, all these players that, that he brought in in two months, I mean, is pretty impressive, you know, for him to do it in such a short amount of time. Some of these kids he 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 offered like two weeks ago, and then boom, <laughs> they come into Miami. You know, that is crazy. So if he gets an entire year to recruit. I mean, the, the sky's the limit because if we already winning Florida right now, which is great because, you know, Florida State and Florida, they're not going to be down forever. Um, but if you win in there right now, that means you're leading the race. And you, if you can continue to win like next season and the following season, then if you're the king of Florida, then at times you can be the king of the country. And yeah. they they have a potential to, to be that. Of course, you're still going to be battling, you know, the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world as far as recruiting. But if you can, you know, and now Texas A&M, um, but if you can win the, win the battle um, in Florida, then that's good to see. And they jump from like the thirties to the teens when it comes to the rankings. So- I think we like 14, I think I've seen. Yeah. Some and, say and 14, some say they 15. Might, they huh? might get some more players. They're not even done yet. They might get some more players. There's a couple more players out there that you know they could land uh, as well for the cycle, and then you know 2023 class they got a big jump on the game with the Elite Prospect Day. Elite Prospect Day they invited all the player, a lot of the players that they were interested in to the campus, and it was the same day as that Battle Seven on Seven tournament that I went to last time, which I'm gonna post some videos finally of that tomorrow because I'll be at a Seven on Seven tomorrow, so it's gonna be nothing but Seven on Seven videos coming <laughs> from me uh, within the next the, throughout the weekend. Um, so basically what would happen is like, I would talk to them and they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to Miami. Or one of them would be like, yeah, my, my, my teammates going to Miami, but I'm just going to go there with them. So, <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. They were like, so if, whether they had a relationship with them or not, they was on the campus that day. And a lot of the kids loved it. You know, I talked to Mark Fletcher running back at American Heritage. He loved it out there. Um, they did lose a receiving coach. I do want to say that. And that's that's not good. And then we're also doing this without an OC. I just want to point that out. Or DC, by the way. Well, DC was just hired nah, this I, week. Yeah, something still. From yeah, like, just, it's from not Harvard. a they didn't make an official announcement yet, but they, you know, gonna hire this guy Kevin Steele from used to be a coach at uh, Auburn. But they're doing this without an OC. Imagine if you have an OC who's another guy who's out there recruiting with you. You know what I'm saying? See, but like, you can look at it like this, though. You know, we don't have an offensive coordinator when we got these individuals. So that means that these people really want to be in Miami on the offensive side because they don't even know who their offensive coordinator is, the scheme's going to be, and they're right. still dedicated to Miami. So me, I'm looking at it like it's a good thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. But it was ended up being one of the bad things for Shamar Stewart, that, that five-star, because I asked him that, too. I was like, uh, you know, um, or he answered it. He was the fact that they don't have a DC, did that factor into your answer or, or decision or whatnot? And it was like, yeah, if I don't, if I don't know, basically, if I don't know the DC, I mean, you know, I don't even know who who's going to be coaching me up. So, so it did hurt a little bit, but I think he was probably going to go with Texas A&M anyways, because Miami jumped in late in the game. He actually also said himself, um, if, if Cristobal was there some months earlier, then this would be probably a different story. And I believe that, you know, I mean, kids are, are, are well, some of them are, are loyal too. And if you on them early, they're going to be like, oh, this guy, before I started blowing up with, you know, he was, he was vibing with me. So, so I think that was the case with Texas A&M. And that's why we missed out on Shamar Stewart. Hey, but still, I mean, ain't no problem being the second place. I mean, you got the transfer portal. If he like us so much, if 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 he don't like it in Texas A&M, you could come back to the crib. You feel me? You see right. all these other dudes coming back today, kind of come back to the crib. You feel me? Oh, my. Right. right. Exactly. That's actually a really great point. And I do think he's going to be one of them players because he's going to a place where a bunch of other five stars are going. So it's going to be hard for him to get on the field. You know, he could have came to Miami and really been the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe not this year, but next year for sure. He he would have been at least in the rotation. Um, and you know, at Texas A&M, it seemed like they got a bunch of guys like that, and they got to decide on a couple of them. So if he's not one of those guys, then yeah, definitely could be a possibility that he comes back and transfers back to the U. So so it is what it is. But that's that's all I got with the with the Benjamin report uh, mm -hmm. from National Signing Day. Um, anything else you got? Nothing else. All right. So, till next episode, baby. Peace. Peace.